You're listening to Gruesome and Unnatural, a true crime podcast. another episode of gruesome and unnatural i'm shelly and i'm eric and this is episode 15 what do you got in store for us today on uh, this gruesome monday i got a really super crazy one it's really disgusting and gruesome and um we actually watched a documentary i don't know if you remember this but uh it's called the devil you know and it's about uh Pazuzu Algorid. Mm. Do you remember that? Well, that was a while ago. We watched that one. Fucking Ponzu. Oh. Ponzu? Yeah, I just remember him as Ponzu for some reason, but it's Pazuzu. It's Pazuzu, yeah. He's like some <laughs> Satan-worshipping piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. Lived a very disgusting life. So yeah, let's uh, awesome. talk about him. <laughs> let's talk about him. Let's get into this wonderful story. Yes. Here we go. Story of Pazuzu Algorid. Uh, he's actually born John Alexander Lawson. On August 12th, 1978, in San Francisco, California, to his mother, Cynthia, and his father, Tim Lawson. Uh, although he went by Pazuzu, he actually did legally change his name to Pazuzu, to Pazuzu in 2002, and he was a self-described Satanist. Um, I didn't know this. I don't know if you've ever seen The Exorcist. Yeah, a long time, long, long time ago. But I guess the demon in the movie is named Pazuzu. Oh, shit. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, so yeah, there's not a lot of information about his childhood and he seemed to lie like about to people just about like his childhood and that he did tell people that he really didn't know his dad and stuff like that. But he also did tell that people that like, his dad was a high priest and weird shit like that. So, but I couldn't find a lot of information in like his childhood, but his mom and dad get married, did get married in 1971 and then they had Pazuzu seven years later. And I believe that was their only child. Uh, they did move from San Francisco to Forsyth County, North Carolina. His parents did end up divorcing in 1990. And shortly after that, Pazuzu just moved with his moms to Clemens, North Carolina. And he never saw his dad really again. So he just lived with his mom. Uh, they lived at 2794 Knob Hill Drive. There's different things. One, There's different numbers. If you like look up the house number, there's like 2947. And there's just like they're all over the place. So. Those numbers, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, much. yeah, but it was Knob Hill Drive, and this is uh, where he eventually attended West Forsyth High School. Why do you, why do you uh, tell the address? Do you want people to go up to these haunted places afterwards? No, but um, Just, you should, you don't remember the, I don't want to spoil the ending. Okay. I don't give I'm just saying. I'm, you know, I'm going to cut this out, but the house gets demolished. Oh, not, this is a good conversation okay. I'm having during the podcast. I'll okay. cut it out. Well, I was going to say what happens to the house, but I don't want to spoil it. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm just I'm most of the podcast. You but mentioned I see. like addresses and stuff. And I you're do. Like, hey, because hey, go visit this. No, I'm not this saying. Aw- this crazy, horrific thing happened here. Maybe some people want to go check it out. I don't yeah. know. Cool. But this, that's just part of the story. Okay. okay. Shut up. <laughs> Stop talking to your podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. So. He lived at Knob Hill Drive. Yes. And he went to West Forsyth High School. <laughs> you too. Um, his parents' divorce really uh, hit him hard. And 
yeah, just his father not being around, you know, really took a toll on his mental health as well. Uh, as a teacher, teenager around 13, he was diagnosed with agoraphobia and schizophrenia. Uh, I wrote down the defini- definitions. I'm sure people know, but should I say it anyway? Uh, agoraphobia is like you don't want to go anywhere. Yes. And you're like the fear of public places. and Yes, exactly. And schizophrenia is what I'm starting to have listening to all these fucking podcasts. <laughs> Going a little crazy. All right. There we go. Those are the definitions of agoraphobia and schizophrenia. Uh, so, yeah, he was diagnosed with that. And he was, you know, already drinking, using drugs at this age, too, at 13. Cynthia's, his mother, um, did get him into treatment and consulted a psychiatrist. But she just didn't have a lot of money at the time. And she put, you know, him into these treatments for as long as she could. But she couldn't afford it. So that kind of affected him more when he couldn't go get that help that he needed. So he started using all kinds of drugs. Obviously, like I said, he was drinking and this was like a daily thing for him starting at age 13. He started to harm animals and he just got more violent in general. Uh, He also, Pazuzu didn't really care about his personal hygiene. People actually in high school would call him turd boy because he smelled so bad. Turd boy? Turd boy. Yeah, I know. Sad. Uh, He ended up actually dropping out of high school and I'm, I, I, this is what I'm just guessing, probably because the agoraphobia and the fact that he smelt bad and people were bullying him. Uh, I'm assuming that's why he just, you know, dropped out of high school, wanted to stay home all the time. He ended up just dealing drugs at his mom's house. And he also started getting like more and more tattoos at this point. And he was just like literally covered in satanic tattoos all over his body and his face. He had a huge um, Satan on his forearm. I'm going to post a picture of that. He also had, like, Nazi signs. He had a black demon tattoo. He just covered him all over his face, everywhere. Uh, He actually filed his own teeth to points, to, like, sharp points when he was high on meth one night. And he regularly told people that he would sacrifice animals and that he was able to control the weather as well. I just pictured someone high on meth sharpening their teeth. It was pretty funny in my head. I wonder what he used to do it. Like, I wonder if he, you know, some kind of... I don't know. File. <laughs> okay, so like I said, yeah, Pazuzu, uh, just when he was in high school, people would just make fun of him because he smelled really bad. But he actually told people later on that he doesn't bathe but once a year and he ha- actually hadn't even brushed his teeth in years. He just like loved being dirty. It was like his favorite thing. Staying home and being dirty. Dealing drugs. Uh, he said this because I'm assuming, like, if you bathe more often, he said uh, it, quote, stripped the body of its defenses in warding off infection and illness. So we're going to talk about this house, his mother's house that Pazuzu and him lived in. And I'm obviously going to post pictures because this is a whole ass mess of a house. It's disgusting. So I'm sure at some point when he was younger or whatever, when they moved in there, it probably was a beautiful, clean house. But as Pazuzu got older, he just didn't give two fucks about his mom's house. Uh, so like I said, he, he dropped out of high school, he was home all the time just selling drugs. So there's his friends, random people were in and out of this house all the time and they would just sleep there if they were homeless, you know, there's just a bunch of shit going on. So he was around 19 or 20 at this time when his mother, Cynthia married his stepfather, Johnny James in 1998 and Pazuzu and him just didn't get along at all. So I'm sure that had a lot to do with all this crap too, with his mom, not really kind of neglecting him at the same time. They didn't really have the best of a relationship either so Pazuzu just got like 
people loved being around him. I don't know why, <laughs> but they love going to this house. They love being around him. And um, probably for the drugs. That's true. That's very true. And they could literally do anything they want in this house because Cynthia just didn't give a shit. She just let her son do whatever. Um, so people like neighbors and people like in this documentary were saying um, how like metal music was just blaring all times of the night, all hours, pretty much. And like the minute that you got to the front door, like this smell just hit you in the face. Like it was so disgusting. There was graffiti all over the place. Everything was having to do with like Satan and stuff. There was huge dogs, like always barking. People would smash TVs, throw knives at walls, put cigarettes out wherever they wanted. People like pissed and shit wherever they wanted, like in the, the carpet. Fuck? Yeah. This is like a big ass party house. If you want to call it that. Yeah. I've never been to a party where everyone's pissing <laughs> in the fucking corners. True. Me either. Never got invited to one of those. Me either. Thank God. Convenient. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. They just kind of figured these dogs would just, you know, eat their poop that they left there while they're going to party and do drugs Warthogs. and stuff. I know. I know. Yeah. There's a lot of sad things about animals. I don't really talk about it, but you know, a little bit. Um, yeah. There's just glass everywhere. People fighting. Uh, a lot of people were naked. They were walking. Most of the girls would just walk around naked. Uh, Pazuzu would try to have orgies and he would like manipulate people and having sex. He even joked with people when they said his house smelled bad that there were bodies in the basement. And he would say this all the time, like that he had killed people and no one believed him. And, like they just thought he was trying to be cool and just like bullshitting people. So, yeah, like I said, there's like literally no rules in this house. And his mom pretty much just stayed in her room. She worked and then she would come home. I don't know where she worked. I tried to look that up. They didn't really say it in the documentary, but uh, yeah, she did work. So yeah, there's a lot of drugs and alcohol in this house. Like I said, uh, people would also like cut each other and they would drink blood of birds on occasion. And yeah, I don't know why women loved him so much, but he had like three girls that he called like his fiances. And the main one was Amber Birch. There's Crystal Matlock and Dixie Ross. We're going to switch over to another man. That'll come up later. His name is Josh Wetzler. His girlfriend was Stacy Carter. They met in 1999 in Olympia, Washington, when she was 25 and he was 22. They were never married, but they were together for six years and had one son named Jared. She loved Josh because he was way more outgoing than she was, and she really just loved his passion for life. Uh, they loved to travel, and they both loved horses. Josh grew up in uh, Virginia around horses, so together they wanted to buy land in North Carolina, where they had moved to to rehabilitate horses. But that's when she got pregnant with her son, Jared, and they decided for a smaller piece of land. Um, but they actually got fucked over by some banks and mortgage brokers. So that felt through, and so did their relationship, kind of. So they were like... Still really close, but they just, like, didn't live together. And this is when Josh started kind of going downhill. He actually been charged with possessions of, a possession of mushrooms on February 23rd of 2009. After that, he had a hard time keeping a job because of the conviction and being on probation. So he did have a probation officer at this point. Although he was having problems with, uh, you know, troubles in life, Stacy, the mother of his child, said that he was a wonderful dad and he was a super nice guy. So, like I said, they had great relationships still. So, Stacy actually last saw Josh in July of 2009 when he came home, or, you know, he came over to hang out with Jared and, uh, you know, play with him and stuff like that. And they had a cookout th that night, and she said they left in good terms, and she just never saw him. Like, she hadn't seen him. And she just assumed that maybe something, 
like happened and he got in trouble again and his probation officer was trying to look for him or something so she figured that he just kind of fled and went like in hiding uh he also didn't have a cell phone so there was no real way to contact him so she just kind of figured he was running away from his probation officer and then she told her son quote i didn't hear from him i told jared i think your dad went on a long trip and there's no phone so stacy actually never thought to even report josh missing because she truly thought that he wasn't but that all changed when a girl told her friend that um that knew stacy actually that there were rumors going around and the rumor was that josh was buried in pazuzu's backyard so stacy had no idea who pazuzu was and she thought she was going to call the police but then she thought that was kind of crazy because she didn't know this person but she did anyway she reported him missing on february 15th 2010 which was seven months after she last saw him that's crazy i can't believe she waited that long but i guess you know in the drug world, and he had probation officer. I mean, it was just a really long time. But authorities had told her that um, after she reported him missing, that they actually found his car in a parking lot with the key still in the, igni- in the ignition, but Josh was nowhere around. They never told her that, that they found his car until after she finally reported him missing, which is crazy too. Not only did Stacy report him missing and told police that he may be buried in Pazuzu's backyard, but his neighbor, Tarina Billings, called the authorities about him and her own father that they believe that uh, were involved in the murder of Josh. And at first, Pazuzu wouldn't let them in because they were there to do a search. They wouldn't let them in and denied that there was any dead bodies there. And eventually, police did do a search at Pazuzu's house and the backyard, but they found nothing. On May 28th, 2010, Pazuzu put his mother in a chokehold with the help of Amber, one of his fiancés, and she was accused of slapping Cynthia, too. Cynthia, Pazuzu's mom, alerted police to the incident, and Pazuzu pleaded guilty to misdemeanor assault on his mother and was placed on probation for 12 months. Amber was convicted and sentenced to 12 months of probation as well, but two months after she was convicted, she was charged with assault and battery because she slapped Cynthia in the face. On June 7, 2010, a man by the name of Joseph Chandler, 30 years old at the time, was found shot to death on a boat ramp in Denaha Park in Yadkin County. Joseph had attended a party at Pazuzu's house with one of Pazuzu's friends named Nicholas Rizzi. Rizzi had uh, actually been the one to shoot Joseph, but after the shooting, Pazuzu let Rizzi stay at the home, even though he knew that he had murdered someone, and they were both found and charged for that. Rizzi was convicted of, inv- of involuntary manslaughter on March 31st, 2011, and was only sentenced to a year and one month in prison for murdering somebody. I thought that was crazy. What the hell? Uh, Pazuzu pleaded guilty to being an accessory after the fact of involuntary, involuntary manslaughter, and he was to serve 10 to 12 months in prison, and he was placed on five years probation. So it wasn't until October 5th, 2014, that 35-year-old Pazuzu and 24-year-old Amber were arrested after they did conduct a a search at Pazuzu's home in the backyard, and they did discover uh, not one skeletal remain, but two, that of Joshua Wetzler and Tommy Welch. And Joshua was the one I was talking about that was with Stacy and had a son named Jared. So according to what happened, uh, Josh was you know selling drugs like that and somehow i i don't know if he was getting drugs from pazuzu but he crossed paths with pazuzu he uh pazuzu trapped him in the basement he starved him and then he shot him cut off his arms his legs and his penis and he buried the pieces in the backyard with the help of amber what the fuck 
So this entire time, Crystal, one of his other fiancés, and his mom knew about the murder. And Crystal would even admit to people that they killed someone and that she was involved. And she just, like, went around saying this. Like, it was a fucking great thing that she did. And even Pazuzu's mom, her, she was home when they got shot. She heard the shots. And then, like, she literally even saw them, like, dragging the body in the backyard, said nothing, and then went in her room and continued to get ready for work that night. Great mother. One of the girls in the documentary actually said that Pazuzu would, like, the night of Josh's murder, that he was wearing his bloody bandana all night around his head. It's gross. They did an autopsy on Josh, and he was found with six gunshot wounds to his head. And the other man, man that they found was 36-year-old Tommy Welch, and he was also reported missing in 2009. And his autopsy report showed that he died due to a gunshot wound to the head as well. Amber was charged with one count of murder and being accessory to murder and got 30 to 40 years in prison. Crystal was charged with conspiracy accessory after the fact and was served anywhere from 10 months to three years. And she actually got out in May of 2018. Pazuzu was also charged with one count of murder and one count of accessory after the fact to murder while he was in jail uh, around 3 a.m. What did he, he get sentenced? Like how I long? don't know. I, I did so much searching for that. I'm, I'm assuming because him and um, Amber got the same thing mm. and uh, she got 30 to 40 years. So I'm assuming he got because they pretty much, you know. They killed somebody and then they both said their own stories. And like Pazuzu even said uh, he was trying to say that Josh was attacking him and he tried to shoot him in self-defense. But that didn't go through. But yeah, I'm I'm assuming he got 30 to 40 years or somewhere around there, too. But that doesn't matter because while he was in jail, like I was saying, at 3 a.m. on October 28th, 2015, Pazuzu was found dead in his cell at Central Prison in Raleigh, North Carolina. He was found with a wound to his arm. Uh, and I believe I read somewhere, because you know it was sharp-ass teeth, and he probably bit himself or whatever, and I think he just bled out in his, uh, in his cell. So in the police report they made it, um, about this house, so it stated, quote, The house was filled with trash, mold, and animal feces. The house contained hundreds of dead and living flies, feces and urine that had been, a, uh, that had been ground into the flooring and walls, decayed animal parts and remains, dried blood like substance on the walls and animal cages with carcasses. Pazuzu had this like uh, sign on the front door and it read, quote, no gang members allowed. Anyone that dresses the same has the same badge and calls themselves and call themselves the authority of a land they did not create. They only seized, though terrorism has no permission to enter this land unless you are a native, since this is their land. Since this is the first amendment of your fake laws, for we see you are guilty until proven innocent. If you can make laws, so can we. So be it. End quote. So I was watching like a bunch of like police footage of them going in the house and like stuff like that. And this officer that's like filming, like he just keeps coughing because like I'm sure the smell is horrendous. And then he goes in the backyard and he's like yelling to another police officer. And he's like, is that smell coming from the house? It's like it was so bad. You'd be outside and like the stench was like, I can't imagine being his neighbors, like especially living right next to them, like. Holy shit. That's disgusting. So in April... Okay, this is what I didn't want to spoil when you were talking about the house. In April of 2015, they did demolish the house. And the neighbors, like, made it a huge, like, party. Like, everyone was outside. They grabbed chairs. They had drinks. They were just, like, high-fiving each other. Like, they made nice. this a whole, like, big yeah. thing. Like, finally... Probably sick of it. The yeah, smell, the smell. The, fucking bot, like, it's the just noise, how disgusting it is. And music. The people, yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. All around. Like, People going in and out, everything. The, literally the worst neighbors you ever had and some satanic murderers. Literally, yeah. So. So, yeah, they made it a huge party, so. So you can't go visit this one, okay? Don't put it in Google Maps. Don't visit the spot. Well, I wonder. I don't even know what's there yet now. I wonder. It's still a spot where it happened. Okay, whatever. Place on Earth, so. That's true. So his mother said, quote, he wasn't by any means an angel, but he wasn't a bad person or a boogeyman or whatever phrases people have called him. Satan's fucking child, probably. That's what they should call him. <laughs> I know, he wasn't a as boogeyman. they should. I know. Like, like, what are you talking about? He's a horrible fucking he's person. He's dismembering people. Yeah. He's fucking. Who, who the fuck knows what else he's doing that they didn't put in reports and stuff like True. that? True. Yeah. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Who knows what the hell else he did? Yeah. Disgusting, though. Just the description of his house. And oh my God. And he goes want... out like a little bitch. Yeah, exactly. Like, I hate, like. Exactly. To me, that's like not even feeling guilt. I don't know if it is guilt. I've never been in that position, so I don't know exactly what he's feeling or thinking, but what a bitch way to go out. He thinks he's so fucking tough, talks about and brags about killing all these fucking people, and goes out like a pussy. Seriously. Fuck you. Yeah, I know. Ponzu. When people have killed, yeah. Ponzu sauce. <laughs> yeah, killing yourself in jealous. Like, what a little bitch ass move. Like, seriously? You did all these fucking horrific things, and then you're just like, oh, I'm just gonna fucking kill myself. Like, pisses me off but yeah i'm glad this disgusting piece of shit's dead it's horrible i mean how he's raised i feel like going back to the whole jeffrey Dahmer kind of thing it's like they have horrible childhoods and they're neglected and their parents leave you know it's just like i know that has a lot to do with it for sure but like, it doesn't you make know. you a person it shouldn't make you a person that kills other people and like you know but unfortunately that's what happens they're created sometimes yeah mm-hmm a yeah. lot of them are created. Some have mental disorders. Who, you know, probably mm -hmm. a lot of them have both. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Either way, they're fucking horrible people that should be taken off this earth, in my opinion. That's true. And you know, if you disagree with me, I'm not fucking sorry. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, it's a great one about Pazuzu. That concludes devil episode fifteen. Ponzu sauce devil worshipping. Until next time, be safe and stay aware.